0: Welcome to episode 69 of Running Matters. My name is Matt North. I'm joined by my co-host, Paul Hadfield. How are you, mate?
1: Mate, I'm well. I'm glad to be uh, spaced nicely apart, 1.5 5. Yep. 5 metres.
0: Absolutely. I'm doing well. Yep. I'm doing well. You sound a bit croaky, mate. Have you got a... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Jeez. It's not coronavirus, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm clear, mm. um, officially, so... Yeah. Okay. That's all good. All
0: good. That's good news. Yeah. Our special guest today is Lexi Gilmore. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: No worries. Before we get into it, I'd like to thank our partners. Before I thank our partners, we should mention that our um, our mate's moved down to Canberra. He's he's not doing our our music tracking anymore? Jimmy Carroll. Jimmy Carroll. What's happened to Jimmy Carroll? Well, he's got a real job, and okay. so now he's too busy for us. <laughs> and um, which is fine, but he wanted us to mention that because he didn't want to be associated with the hacking that I'll do. So, You're the new sound engineer. I'm the new sound engineer. Wow. I've been
1: a lot of things. I can't believe how many things are on your resume, It's Yeah, fascinating.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And Run Coach is a new one. Don't
1: I? <laughs> 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 Joining the hordes of new Run Coaches. That's with... right,
0: yep.
2: The pandemic's definitely bringing out a few of those. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. new them, Rayner, and, you and Jack
0: Jack you Yeah. Same sort of mold. Yeah. No, I wish you knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, our partners Goo Energy, Ranulla, Sydney Brewery, Guy Allied Health, Basecamp Altitude, T8 Run, Precision High Hydration, and Fractal Performance Headwear. And uh, special thanks, Sydney Brewery having a couple of beers now. Cheers. Tasting very nice. Nice Friday afternoon. It is Friday afternoon. Mm. Very good. It's nice. Very good.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, so for for those who don't know Lexi, there are two distinct halves to her running career. And I I think, as with most things, it's best to start at the beginning. So, uh, Lexi, you're a very, very talented junior athlete. Uh, How did you start out in the running caper?
2: I was just one of those um, I guess weird kids that was just really talented at, at running. I um I did a lot of like uh, surf club and soccer and things like that, um as a like in primary school. Um but then yeah, I went to state cross country one year out at an Eastern Creek and I won it, um, without much training or anything like that. So the following year I thought, yeah, I better um do some stuff doing some training and yeah that's where it all kind of eventuated so it was yeah. good and, and how
1: old were you when you first went to cross country there
2: um so i was in year six so Okay. Yeah, however old. Twelve, 12 13
0: were yeah. you were your parents encouraging you to go down that road
2: or? Um, not really. I was just one of those I like I said, I started with soccer. I played soccer for like nine years before I started really running um and did a lot of surf club. we were really in um with I lived down in Helensburg and so we were really involved with Helensburg Demo Park Surf Club during that time. Um and yeah, so it wasn't my parents definitely didn't push me into that. It's just I kind of fell into it because I was very good at it. So yeah. Yeah. And were
1: you running on the beach with the surf club, like doing the two K sand running business? Or...
2: The two K sand stuff wasn't around then, so it was okay. just the sprint and the flags. I was petrified of the water, I did not <laughs> touch that. Um, my dad is a surfer and does a lot of kite surfing and things like that, and I think I'm I'm regretful now of like not following his footsteps, but I am just so scared of the, that, the, the waves and things so didn't touch the water um just on the sprints and flags and things yeah, yeah, as a kid yeah. so yeah you're
1: either a land mammal or a sea mammal mm. really aren't you what mm. about you wolf you're much into the sea
0: i do yeah I used to surf a fair bit when i was younger okay yeah. but now i'm on the land mostly yeah yeah me mm. too Mate, i'm
1: just horrendous in the water <laughs> horrendous and, and so i guess you you started you know high school like training for this sort of stuff and yeah. You ended up sort of pushing through and representing Australia at the Youth Olympics. Yeah um, Youth
2: Olympics and the World Youth um, World Youth Championships which unfortunately isn't around now it's just the World Juniors but um, back then it was for under 18s as well was the World Youth but yeah when I turned 13 I started training with um, Rod Arnold and Rod um, He's unfortunately retired now, but he really overseen a lot of juniors and a lot of really good athletes um, around the Sutherland Shire. Mm -hmm. Um, So my Tuesday, Thursdays were always based down at Waratwa Park, down um, in Sutherland. Um, And um, Saturdays were either um, at Sutherland Cross Country or around the Shire, or in the summertime it would be out at. at uh, So Pack doing track races out there, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was just, it was a great kind of um, being a teenager and kind of having that type of training. It was just a really good kind of childhood memory. Like we had a really good tight knit group, all kind of like minded, similar age, and it was it was, yeah, it was really good to kind of have that there. So, um, so I had fun training, and then um, obviously I had some great success and. Um, I did, yeah, some pretty crazy times. as at about a 15-year-old. I dropped a 420 um, for a 1500 and a 208 for 800, mm-hmm. um, which then led me to making the World Youth Championships mm-hmm. over in Morocco. Yeah, fantastic. Um, which was definitely an experience and a half to go over there, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was good.
1: And so that was your cup of tea, the, the middle distance 1500 sort of stuff specifically training for that
2: definitely I was definitely more of a middle distance runner back then Mm -hmm. um yeah I definitely am I have yeah more muscly but very strong type of runner so it's um it it kind of suited me um and I had this 200 meter kit down which yeah I used to just come home quite strong so it was yeah, that was that was my specialty mm-hmm. um, back then. We'll mm-hmm. talk
1: about that two hundred kick down later because <laughs> it's just such a completely foreign concept. <laughs> I don't understand what that means. <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, in the same year, I think maybe as a sixteen-year-old something like that, you you won Aussie All Schools and Zadarpec sort of senior race in three k. Yes, the
2: Yeah, so, um, the Sa- Zatapec, yeah, so um, that was kind of a bit of a crossover in type of my coaching. So, um, I made world youth with, um, Rod, which was fabulous, but then unfortunately Rod retired. So, um, I went to a, a new coach, um, based in, in Sydney and yeah, had some yeah really good success with, um, kind of stepping up the distance a little bit. The training definitely changed a lot. I was training with a lot more older people and I, um, yeah, um, won the junior three k a pack down okay. in um, Melbourne, which was um, yeah. Thinking back of the people that were in the race, there was like Jen Lacaz, who's now Gregson, and Heidi C, all those girls. So um, I had I had a really competitive age group. So it yeah, was yeah, it was fantastic. Um, yeah,
1: the win. dominated them. Fantastic. And I got them. Well played. What yeah. <laughs> What was it like representing your country at such a young age? How was that experience,
2: Mocha? Um, so I had never been overseas before, so it was my first time <laughs> overseas, and I still remember we got off the plane in Casablanca, um, and I got spat on by a lady in a hijab, and I was like, I want my mum, like it was so, it was so um, foreign, um, but like I grew, grew so much as a person from that, because yeah, you've always had your parents taking to training, and, and having having, um, always having like, like guidance over you. So it was, I definitely did a lot of, um, yeah, there was a lot of growth during that trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yeah, it was just, it taught you how to be a professional as well. Like that's mm-hmm. what the whole basis of the world use and world juniors is, is really kind of trying it's I way of trying to build athletes to become better senior athletes. Mm-hmm. So it um, yeah, it was definitely like, um, you definitely had that exposure to that high pressure type of environment where you were racing against the best in that age groups and the lead up and things like that was, you yeah, know, it was pretty cool.
1: Just creating those routines for yourself and, and coping mechanisms, that sort of stuff. Yeah,
2: so You had to do pre-departure times. You had to do type of, you had to also do like, um, camps before you went over. Like, so, um, Yeah, I still just remember, like, it was a long time ago now, but I can still remember that kind of, it it really kind of got you into that regimented type of, all right, it's focus time, we need to, it's time Mm. to go, so, and, um, because, especially at that age, you're kind of at that age where everyone's starting to drink and go out and party, Mm. so it kind of shows you, this is what an athlete does, and this is what Mm. your normal people do, so, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to be both at once, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so fantastic success as a junior. And now from 2007 to 2012, there's a big gap in the results page. So, so what was happening as, a I guess, a 17-year-old to make you, you know, jump out of the sport at that stage?
2: yeah so it was all quite dramatic actually so um like i said i I changed coaches and i kind of stepped up in distance and i was um i was yeah doing really good things for my running um but Looking back and reflecting, I kind of went too far on the running side of things in the sense that I just put all my eggs in one basket, and running was my life. Like I had great success, I knew I was good. I'd now, now I was guided um, by a new coach with in this group that was they were much more older than me. but um, in that same sentence, like I, I also made another Australian team. I was meant to go to the world cross country in mm. Kampal, oh no, in Kenya um, in 2007. Um, but unfortunately I got an injury and um, I just thought it was like an inflammation type of um, on the top of my foot. So I had a cortisone injection about two weeks before I was meant to leave. Um, but then three days after that I ended up in hospital in traction with a bone infection oh, wow. um so unfortunately I had to pull out of the team um and like I was saying like I had put all my eggs into one basket and I kind of knew nothing other than running mm-hmm. and so I didn't know how to deal with such a setback because my life was like I'm going to make this team I'm going to do well um and yeah I kind of just um, spiraled into a bit of a state of like depression and and I definitely looking back probably had some forms of eating disorders and things like that so it was kind of a time where I I had to deal with that because there was nothing else to kind of distract, distract, you. distract you with yeah. so um, yeah I kind of did a full 360 mm-hmm. and it was more of a rebellious act in the sense that I'd been so regimented with everything and now i couldn't run for some period of time, started to go out, started to party. Um, and yeah, I was just like, I don't want to run anymore. Like it it made me so upset to not make that particular team, um, but I was like, you know what, I'm not doing it anymore. So yeah, that's why there's a big break in, in my kind of running um, and the results, um, purely because yeah, I just stepped away. I actually feel sorry for my parents because if you look back, I was like straight A student, always running, and then a year later, I'm walking in at home at 4 a.m., <laughs> I'm just totally drunk. So it was it was a completely change mm-hmm. in in myself, um, and yeah, that's, that's that's kind of the, the back backstory of big why big,
1: big catalyst. There. And so was it an immediate thing? So you know, as soon as you get out of hospital, you just decide that's it, or did you go back and try to start running again? Yeah.
2: I was really depressed to be perfectly honest like I was really upset um, and I I just didn't deal with it well like I was um, there was just so many different factors like reflecting back and like I was doing my HSC I was trying to like I, I wanted to run but then I couldn't because of my foot and like I said I was really dealing with some other mental things that that was going on so um, it was just, it was just a really shitty period of my life mm. thinking, of, like, really thinking about it. So, um, I, like, I think it was more of a rebellious act in myself. Like, I definitely had, like, that my coach at the time trying to, like, get me back into it. And Athletics Australia were really good, like, they sent me all of my Australian uniform, right. and. Um, so which was lovely and they would always invite me to like other junior camps to kind of help other juniors to get through but to be honest I just lost all interest in the sense that I, um, I then got a, a job and kind of just was a normal person like I think just between 16 and 17 um, when all my friends were going out and things, I definitely wasn't doing that. And so I think that was the opportunity for me to then just go out and be normal mm-hmm. for a while. And yeah, um, sure. running kind of just, yeah, got pushed to the side.
1: And, and did you, I guess, enjoy that side of life at that time? Like, did you, was it something you rebelled in or did it nag away at you that you weren't being the straight-A student, you know, A-type a runner? Um...
2: I don't know. Like I, I definitely, to be honest, I just didn't really think about it. Like I just, I really just shut the door Mm -hmm. and just walked away from it because Mm I, it, it hurt me that much um, that I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't get to go on that team, or I didn't. I just, I just wasn't happy. I think Mm -hmm. like the root cause of looking back there was probably I just wasn't happy in that running environment. Like I was, I was doing well, Mm -hmm. but. It was still not a. It wasn't a good place to be in. Yeah. So I kind of just shut the door and kind of just tried to move on with life as yeah. best
1: I could. It's interesting. Like I guess the being particularly goal oriented rather than enjoying the process at that point in time. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's a that's a big big issue. I suppose.
2: I think also it's it was just I just was always good as well. So I kind of didn't in like to your point. I didn't enjoy the process. Mm. Like it was just like. I need to be at training on Tuesday. I need to do this. I need to do this. As opposed to kind of, I did a great time there, like celebrate that and kind of just collect the small wins along the way, which mm-hmm. I definitely do now, but it's because I've gone through all of this and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I do that. So yeah. yeah,
1: that's really interesting. Really interesting. And then and yeah, you sort of touched on, uh, I guess, I'm disorder stuff and that's potentially a touchy subject, but, um, do you think that was manifesting prior to having a bit of a breakdown there? Or was that as a result of, you know, some depression or what have you?
2: Yeah, I think so. I, I think it was probably, yeah, just... Well, if I'm perfectly honest with you, like, there is just... There's probably, especially in Australian distance running and at that type of level, there's definitely an undercurrent of kind of being skinny and, and always... And, and kind of... Um, and yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that are probably suffering that right now. so I think it's just a byproduct of a byproduct of kind of that particular environment whether or not like it's definitely not someone saying you need to do this but it's it's kind of it's just this, you know, like I said this undercurrent and you just you see it all the time it's really upsetting so um, yeah but then I also think as well like um, there's just not many kind of women coaches or women mentors around that to kind of give advice around that. So that's probably also a root cause as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: interesting. we to touch on the women in sports sort of thing a bit later on down the track, but it's yeah. interesting. Um, and then like, I, I guess, I'd love to know what, what change in 2012 um or maybe before that potentially but um, that's the first sort of results that i can i can gather um so what was the catalyst to head back to the track then
2: uh, it's a very very funny story um so in my true party kind of lifestyle during that time i was at a party and the london olympics was on and i've actually never told this story to the person but Probably should but, but there was definitely no listen to the <laughs> Yes. I, I think <laughs> yes. th- I actually think I was at yeah, I was around the Shire somewhere. <laughs> anyway, um, I I was sitting there watching it's a good place. Yeah. I was sitting there watching the um, the London Olympics was at the mm. time. And there was a replay on the um, on the screens. And, um, Genevieve Lacasse, who's now Gregson, came up and she made the the chase, obviously, and I was sitting there watching it, and I was sitting next to this random person, and I just started bawling my eyes out, and the poor person's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it could have been me! Oh, <laughs> and so, I, um, to be, like, I, this is no word of a lie, you, I got up the next day, I lived at Dolls Point the next, the, at the time, and, um yeah put on my shoes and went for a jog and yeah. from that day like uh, i was like i kind of i, I miss running i, I missed the feeling of being fit like i'd put on yeah. weight i was definitely not in a good place so um yeah that was really kind of the starting point of yeah. uh, running so thank you genevieve Gregson. The, uh,
1: her success <laughs> and, uh, brought you back that's amazing mm-hmm. and, and so how was that early fitness just, you know, jumping out the door at Doll's Point?
2: What was oh my gosh, it was hard. It was definitely hard. Um, But I, yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah, it was, I, I probably put on about, I definitely put on 10 kilos from like race weight, mm. but I, yeah, I was definitely overweight, so I had to lose a few kilos and then um, but yeah, no, I kind of still had that natural kind of okay. flow, so it didn't take too long to get super fit, but I didn't like put any races or goal races in, I yeah. just kind of, I I, I kind of um, just ran to, yeah, okay. have, be happy. And, yeah. It, and it
1: sort of came naturally at the time, like you, you felt good doing it, obviously?
2: Uh, I definitely <laughs> didn't feel good, but I kind of just, I, I ran when I wanted to as mm. well. Like I was working and things like that, but because I had been trained like trained before I, I kind of knew how to structure a few things so um yeah kind of wrote my own programs got a bit fitter and sometimes go down to sylvania track to do a few laps and things like that so yeah that's how it all okay. eventuated um but then yeah I did I did get fit quite quickly and I decided to um decided to for some reason do state 5k. I don't know why I chose that race, but I ran okay. I ran 17.30, I still remember it. Um, so, and then I bumped into an old coach and he's like, do you want to come back training? And yeah, that's how I kind of got back into running competitively.
1: Just a cheeky 17. <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> so there was a kind of immediately a competitive drive or were you just enjoying sort of running for fun, do you think?
2: Um, definitely running for fun first, and then, like I said, kind of got a bit more structure, a bit more rigor around my training, and then, um, mm. and then I saw, yeah, then I decided to randomly do a race, mm. I, um, and yeah.
1: And, and so, did you make a conscious decision, I guess, when it came back to target longer stuff, like not falling back into the 8s and 15s kind of mold?
2: I have, I've actually had this conversation with my now coach, um, just recently. I kind of, I came back and I just assumed I'd lost my speed. Yeah. So I just started to just do the longer stuff. Cause you've stuff.
1: gotten older, you need to do
2: longer stuff. Yeah, yeah it right. was definitely that mentality. So. Okay. And yeah. do you think
1: that's a reality or just a perception? I, I
2: think I thought it was the reality. I don't, I thought it was the reality. Mm. But now I've actually, which I'm sure we'll talk about soon, but like I've actually been doing a bit more speedier stuff at the moment, and definitely um, responding, responding, responding to it yeah. much better than the longer stuff. So, yeah, it was definitely, it's definitely a perception. Okay. <laughs> no, you think of it now, so looking back.
1: Where do you think the sweet spot lies, as far as what your Built for, so to speak?
2: I'm definitely probably more built for a, a, like an 815 runner, but I'm, I'm not, I can't run that fast anymore. So, okay. um, but yes. I'm a little a bit excited to probably start doing a bit more of the faster stuff. So, yeah. Are you
0: at the moment, are you doing 3 and 5k?
2: So, I was trying to do a marathon. I was going to do Gold Coast okay. Marathon two weeks ago. Um, but because that's all out the door, kind of then was um, doing a bit more targeted stuff to a few of the cross-country races hence why I was doing a bit more kind of 200s at the end of the sessions just trying to build that up um, a bit more and yeah mm-hmm. responding to it a lot. Well. You, so how close so were
0: you did you have a time in mind for the Gold Coast because had you done a marathon before?
2: No I had not so I've I've prepped for two marathons now and they've both kind of gone out the window oh, wow. <laughs> because of unforeseen circumstances. The first one was a good circumstance. This one is obviously the pandemic has recovered, has kind of ruined that. But yeah, um, I, I think like, I mean, I've done a um, a 76 half marathon. So I was hoping for something at a 2.45. So yeah. Yeah. Very, very
0: good. good. Mm. Yeah.
1: And so uh, what what sort of I guess weekly mileage does it require to to be at your level at the moment, you know, a reasonably top class, five K kind of runner? What, what what are you knocking out through the week?
2: Um, so um Gary Howard's now my coach at Run Crew and um I I'm only doing kind of single um runs. I used to do a lot of doubling under my other coach and um so Out of singles, I can get up to about 130Ks a week, which is... um which is quite a lot from not doubling. So um, yeah, it really kind of varies between 100 and 130.
1: Okay. And how does that compare to your previous load, I guess?
2: Um, so previous load, it was probably like, yeah, around the same, but it was, um, I wasn't I, like, I because I was going to be doing a marathon, I was doing like two and a half hour long runs. So that's kind of why I was gauging up a little bit more, okay. but um, I, I, um, I definitely would have, would be doing more if I was doubling. If you know what I
1: mean. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, the mythical doubling. Yeah. You double up a little bit more. Probably. I double up today. Very do? good. Yeah.
0: Well done, mate. Just just to you know, chew the fat with Jay, mate. Lunchtime, <laughs> job. That counts. Yeah. That counts. That's my Wednesday special.
1: Yeah. So I've heard on the grapevine that you are a particularly dedicated trainer. So no. what does it take for you to miss a session?
2: Um. Not much actually. Like I I yeah, I'm pretty disciplined when it comes to running. I do you know, I just like the feeling of training. Like there's yeah. nothing worse, like you guys are runners, you know there's nothing worse than like seeing they go on it's like eight o'clock at night and you're like I should have gone for a run. Sure so not. I hate that feeling. So yeah, yeah I think are,
0: are you a morning person as opposed to evening or
2: um so I definitely like it let me think I always run faster in the afternoon. So um I'll definitely do six track type of faster stuff in the afternoons but um yeah we I haven't worked haven't gone into the office since February so I kind of have a bit more time in the mornings at the moment so I've been doing a bit more of my jogging in the mornings as well so
0: and that, awesome. Do you do some running on the track at the Berg? I do. On the grass track? Yeah. It's uphill isn't it?
2: It is on one way yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Have you run there before?
0: No I've just eyed it off. You've run it. John I'm the hell man. I've jogged over it yeah, exactly. Yeah, I haven't run a lap around it, but we joke when we jog over it. We just go, sure, this is not level. Four.
2: Well, like I said, I played soccer for nine years, and I played mm. on those ovals, and it's definitely uphill one way. So, yeah. but yeah, I do do jog, and um, I do do some sessions around there, um, around the perimeters, and it's. Definitely uphill.
0: Yeah, on it's road. a nice looking grass track. It is nice track. <laughs> I have watched people train on it from the club. Yeah, yeah, nice veranda at the club. <laughs> we should shout out to our Helensburg friends of the show. Lisa and Sarah? Yeah, I've been
1: doing some research
0: with them through the week yep. about Lexi. Yeah, I know. Of Lexi. Yep. Yeah,
2: Sarah has the same yeah. type of dog as me. So we've yeah. had a pup date before and done a few runs with them. So.
1: She's actually got a listener question based around that. So we should just go to that. Right <laughs> <laughs> Good. segue. Yeah, it's well done. Thank you. Uh, so this is from LaTap. Um, so I'm equal parts running tragic and dog enthusiast. I've been admiring your Waimarana on Instagram for some time. (laughs) What's his 5k pb? Oh yeah.
2: What's Nala's 5k pb?
1: Does he have a 5k pb? No,
0: definitely
1: not. (laughs)
2: She's, um, she's definitely more of a distant type of person. So, um, yeah, when she runs, she's probably not going any faster between 4.30 and 5k pace. So whatever that is for a 5k. Solid. 23. Yeah. She's fast. Yeah. She's a little bit
1: really unhappy with that. Huh? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I,
2: went. I did run with Sarah, we had our dogs and her dog actually tripped me over. I was like, oh gosh, this is your secret weapon to be really? trying to beat me. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, I'm sure if you're trying that, you're <laughs> crafty that one. Anyway, let's let's talk some career highlights before we move on to some other uh listener questions. I've got a few this week. Um so let's talk about Nagoya half marathon, twenty sixteen. Yeah. so that's 7628 and yeah. the win. Fantastic yeah. result. Fantastic result. How did that come about? Where did you move from doing some five K's into being a half marathon winner?
2: I was so scared for that race. I'd never ran that far. Well, I'd ran that far obviously in long runs, but I never had raced that far but um, I was being very fortunate. Wayne Larden, who kind of uh, who is the race director of the Blackmore Sydney Running Festival, mm-hmm. his um, running festival has a lot of partnerships with the um, Japan uh, marathons mm-hmm. around the area, and Nagoya being one. Um, and Sydney is that I've learned this since I've been there, but Sydney is actually a sister city of Nagoya, mm-hmm. so. There is a bit of a tie there. Um, and so, yeah, Wayne um, sends a few people over every year to do the race. Um, and, yeah, I was very lucky to be able to go. Um, but, yeah, no, that race is probably one of my favourite races. It's kind of where I've, I did fall in love with distance running there. Because generally with, like, the shorter stuff, it's quite stressful. Like, you're constantly seeing when people are moving and you're like, oh, my gosh. It's it's quite a fast tempo. It's not a pleasant type of Um, running event but I just still remember running on the the long stretches of road over in Japan and just fully relaxing and being like running at a nice pace but really enjoying the time so um, but yeah that was was quite fun I really enjoyed it and I love the Japanese culture like um, one of my favourite things about running at the moment is just how everyone's running which is great and um over in japan like marathon running is their sport like yeah. if you've never run a race over there when we can travel i highly recommend it because um they have this term called citizen runner which is just everyone runs so mm-hmm. at their big running festivals you'll have all sizes and all shapes turning up to run marathons and their cut off are like eight nine hours because uh-huh. they just like let everyone run because they just love it so Many and it all gets broadcast all across Japan, so um, yeah, it was just a fabulous experience. It was really good, yeah, that's amazing.
1: Uh, I love how you relaxed during so hours.
2: Uh, <laughs> I wasn't really relaxed, I was just you know that feeling <laughs> where you're just floating and running, and it was, yeah, it was really cool. The old flow state, so <laughs> elusive, so <laughs> elusive.
0: And so, what that that equates to like 339
2: pace, yeah, 338,
0: so. yeah, 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 so. That's uh, it was just sort of translating for the listeners. That's pretty quick for a half marathon. That's moving.
2: Yeah, and I think as well, like I don't know, their roads are definitely pretty prime over in Japan. They have this like spring in them that okay. I don't know. It's just it's yeah, it's just they're it's built to run those roads over there. So yeah, it's um springy roads. That sounds pretty good. Mm. It's pretty good. <laughs> Highly recommend Japan. It's the best. All right. I'll take that for sure. <laughs> I, re- I reckon you've got a 239 marathon in you. Know? Do I? Yeah,
0: I think you're closer to 240, 239 than 245. Okay. Yeah. Expert, super coach. Yeah. When Gary, you know, he's
2: had enough. Yeah, I'll come
1: up, up you're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's unreal, mate. Solicit injury in a podcast.
0: It's yeah. impressive. I've got no shame.
1: <laughs> let's, let's move on to the next career highlight, which should have to be World Cross Country Championships. Uh, 2017 in Uganda so yep. got another chance to represent Australia yeah. what was it like to uh, don the green and gold as a senior athlete
2: oh uh, it was just full circle mm. like it was the best because the I guess the the reason I quit running before was that 2007 World Cross Country that the team that I didn't make so it was like full circle ten years later mm. um, I made the same team, but as a senior. So, for me, it was just so rewarding. Um, my um, my parents didn't come to the last time I represented Australia. So they're like, we're coming. We don't care where it is. Um, so yeah, they were over there. So it was just yeah. For me, it was like the most rewarding thing that has ever happened to me mm-hmm. to date. So um, yeah, it was really good. But the only reason that I made that, I, I think I made the comment before was. I was gearing up for a marathon, so I was just so fit, so Mm -hmm. I was meant to do the Nagoya marathon, like, in 2017, so, um, and that was in, um, the end of March, um, yeah, about March, so training kind of from December to February Mm -hmm. for a marathon, so doing a lot more K's, and I was just so fit, like, I went up to Falls Creek with my old running group, and, Doing a bit of altitude training there and but the annoying thing with um early year marathons is that there's never kind of any kind of races you can do before the marathon to kind of prep like i've never done a marathon but the guidance was a good half marathon hit out just before um before um the champ, like the the goal time the goal race but unfortunately there wasn't really anything to do so I decided to do the World Cross Trials, which were down in Canberra. Yeah. I had no expectation, I didn't know where I was at, and yeah, I came fifth, and so made the Australian team, so oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's how, that's so, how it all eventuated. So
1: good, so good. And so not specific either, like marathon block, and you just dominate what a sick. 10K, 10k 10k yeah race,
2: the yeah. girls that that particular year so girls always used to do 8ks cross-country boys okay. 12 and then they bought them together so it was a 10k yeah, so yeah. yeah so just
1: a big big engine at the time it's fantastic yeah, yeah
2: yeah um big engine it was kind of it was really hot day as well in canberra to make the the turn like there was just like girls falling over like it was yeah, it was, it was hot mm. running cross country in Canberra in January, not fun, not fun
1: at all. Yeah. And what were the conditions like in Uganda, was that at some sort of altitude as well? Oh my
2: gosh, it was the worst, yeah. it was the worst, so, um, uh, so yeah, I guess the conditions themselves um, was, um, so Kampala is about 1.6 Ks above sea level, so yep. it's very high. Mm very humid, very hot. And because of like um, broadcasting rights and things, they raced our run at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So Perfect. Perfect. it was, yeah, it was horrendous. Um, and then to add to that, my roommate and I, Bridie Delaney, um, we got gastro the two days before the race. Um, we are, because we were in a 3rd world country. So we were really sick, so, um, yeah, the doctor's like, I'm gonna let you two run just because I know you aren't stupid and won't end up in a Kampala hospital because you won't. You're not gonna go too hard. Um, so um, that was a bit of a, a downer, but just the whole experience was amazing. Like I was on the start line and like cross country. I love cross country because it just brings two worlds together. You've got the marathoners, you've got the track runners, and it's kind of that middle ground and I just remember, like, um, Faith Kip-Yagon was standing next to me. She's the 1,500-meter Olympic and world champion. Had Ruth Jebet, who is now a drug cheat, but she was at the time the 3,000-meter steeplechaser. Mm -hmm. You had all the marathon um, runners there. Um, I idolized a girl by the name of Steph Bruce who's over in America. She was there. Um, um, Alphine. Um, who won the american trials over there she was on the start line like i was just standing there going oh my gosh i mm-hmm. do not belong here but um it was it was a really really cool experience um but world cross country as well the start if you have a youtube just youtube world cross country start it's pretty crazy you've just got it's like a hundred inches oh entries it's just it? like Spread across the line, and you just sprint because you've got to come into like a gate about, yeah, this well, about two meters, three meters wide. So that was definitely an experience. So it was good. Yeah, but, um, yeah, brutal, brutal conditions. I was sick. Didn't do too well, but I got to the finish line. Yeah, so well, that was the main thing. Yeah,
1: you absolutely belong there. So very impressive. Congratulations. It's great. Um, we'll, we'll bring it a bit closer to home for a second. So we'll talk uh, some corporate jock talk. So mm. JP Morgan, winner 2016, 2017, 2019. Wow. So, well.
2: The corporate very, Olympics is what I like to call it.
1: <laughs> Very impressive. So my question is, how hard did Westpac chase after you after winning 2016 for BT Financial?
2: So BT is Westpac. So so they, but the reason that BT, I ran for Westpac the following year is because they figured, oh, well, if we join all of the kind of sub- um sub companies of Westpac under one we might have a chance of going to the the, the ah, big right. corporate thing which we end up doing so it was a it was a good thing so.
1: yeah right yeah. fantastic and so is it built into your KPIs at Westpac that you have to win the JP Morgan
2: <laughs> um no i don't definitely <laughs> not definitely not i probably half of the big bosses don't know that i run it's kind of something that i do on the side but um it's um it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a fun evening. The yeah, JP yeah. Corporate um, Challenge, um, and yeah, we got to go to the the um, the championships they call it, which is um, the big corporate one um, yeah, okay. over in Boston. So that it was, was Boston then? Okay. Yeah, so, talked to a
1: couple of guys New York. I think Jeff Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy.
2: So I actually went to Boston with Jeff. He went um, with the Macquarie team, and yep. I was with Westpac. But yeah. yeah, I've trained. I train. I've known Jeff since forever I've trained with, in his group before. So. Yeah, you're
1: right. Yeah. He's a local local guy. We haven't yeah. had him on the show before. He's a, he's a champion. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Um, we should get on to some listener questions, I suppose. Got, I've got a few of these. So this is from Benny Saint. So uh, I noticed you're wearing your Sutherland Athletic singlet in a recent race instead of a clearly more fashionable run crew singlet. Is this just that you don't like black?
2: Well, black is my... I wear so much black, Benny, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, like, like I said, Sutherland cross country has a, like a, a place in my heart. Like I did all of my juniors with Sutherland. So I just love the grassroots type of clubs and I love the people there at Sutherland. So that's why I on Sutherland, but yeah, Benny and, and Ben and, um, Gary made mention of why aren't you wearing those run crew singlets? So <laughs> I um yeah I'll have to reconsider next year. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Do you, do you think um I guess that like, more corporate sort of running group uh will end up taking over some of those uh, grassroots. That's why I
2: run. Clubs? That's why I run for someone because I just don't want that to happen. Like yeah. it's it was like my favorite things to do, to go to Sutherland Cross Country on a Saturday afternoon mm. when I was younger. And I just don't want that to go away. Like, yeah. um, like Melbourne do it so well, like really they, with the club scene, like yeah. they love it. And it's just in Sydney, it's a dissolving a little bit and just yeah. having all of the runners go to like, who they train with, which, I mean, I see the argument for both sides, but yeah, yeah, it's, sure. um,
1: for sure. Yeah. And what's the run crew bunch to 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 run with you know the encouraging group but they're a bunch of alpha dogs sort of nipping in each other's heels what's no, it like
2: no running with run crew is what my love for running back again um it's it's really great to train with them like you've got the front of the pack the back of the pack and everything in between mm. so they've really built a community there at run crew which is um which is great and um yeah it, it's like i've had a few niggles here and there kind of been coming back with injuries throughout like the last kind of two three years I've been running with run crew and it's great because every time you come back you'll have someone to run with because it's just it's just so varied so it's quite good so
1: yeah that's excellent they certainly had a big group out there at uh, the bankstown track on sunday a lot lot of runners there yeah definitely Uh, that was fantastic um are you still getting yourself into centennial park or you're doing most of your running Mm -hmm. local in this isolation time
2: so at the start, definitely just running around Helmsburg, running around, um, running around um, the Shire um, when I when I could. Um, but because I'm not, I, I work, I live in Helmsburg and and work generally in the city. Mm. And because I don't have to do that commute anymore, I'm like, well, I may as well do the commute to go train with train with people. So yeah. I've definitely been um, going into Centennial Park and near smarts a little bit more just so I have mm. a bit more of. Um, a group to run with
1: which is um yeah good okay nice bit of a mixture there all right let's get into some to questions this is from the mountain so my loving partner is a highly competitive yet currently injured runner do you have any advice for me should i show more affection try to counsel her through it or just retreat back to the safety of the garage for the duration of the injury
2: that's from Tim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: I'm the secrecy. No, yeah. So,
2: yeah, for the listeners, my boyfriend, he is the furthest thing away from a runner. Um, he's actually how I got introduced to Paul. He came to see Paul because he had a sore back. Um, <laughs> and um, I still remember when he, he came home after seeing you, he's like, oh my God, Lexi. I've met the boy version of you. And I was like, wow, way to go and stereotype all runners. Like seriously. That's Um,
1: funny. I (laughs) wish I was as fast as you. uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, he can stay in the garage. He's got it. Yeah. He's got a sore back at the moment. So he can, um, yeah, go and, Please
1: Xbox in the garage. <laughs> 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 the couch, show it out. That's good advice. Yeah. That's good advice. Just just leave it alone. <laughs> how, how does your uh, partner go with injury, mate? Does she, does she give you sympathy? Yeah. Uh, no, no sympathy. No. Um,
0: no. It's just best not to talk about it, I think. You don't bring it up? Nah. No. Nah, no, it's best not to talk about it. Nah.
1: What about you? No, nah, look, I, I, I don't bring it up either. I do hear a lot from the other direction, you know. Yep. There's, there's a lot of chat about it, you know. Injuries, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just tell her to come to work and see me here, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I do down that path. No, 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 it's best not to leave it at that. All right, well, good advice. Um, this is this is an interesting question. This is from Evie Hadfield, who is my daughter. I'm not sure how she got on the uh the text line, but yeah, yeah. anyway, she goes, I-, I really love your braids. Do you think you could teach my dad? He's a terrible, I've heard you've got a bit of a superstition surrounding braids, Is just yeah. the source of all your power.
2: Yeah, well, I can definitely, I definitely can teach your dad how to braid, but I haven't been doing it that often anymore, uh, cause I cut all my hair off and it's a little bit harder to, to do it. And I also turned 30 last year and I'm like, hmm, can you still wear braids when you're 30? Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, it's definitely was a superstition of mine to, yeah, definitely have my nice hair braided and things like that. But, um. Yeah, I'm start, slowly starting to wean away from it. Um, we're well, letting go. Letting go. <laughs> I definitely had superstitions as a junior. I always wear the same socks and do certain things before races, same warm-ups and things like that. But I definitely have a philosophy now of balance and just purely from kind of going through all of that and kind of, as I said, putting everything in one basket, mm. definitely spread myself thinly and kind of have different options. Different, different um uh things to do so it's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah
1: so nothing remaining no sort of salt over the shoulder stuff
2: no no you definitely yours? stress head before race but yeah but nothing superstitious nothing to see you, through.
1: Yeah. you still got your um four leaf clover in your pocket wolf or? yeah
0: yeah don't live home without it <laughs> my bunny do you seriously do you have
1: anything that you need to do on race day like is there? No. No. No, absolutely not yeah I just like to have two beers the night before race day that's, yeah. that's the key two
2: to six two, yeah. two to six <laughs> no, just the
1: two it's very specific yeah No. It's and, good. and pumpkin soup that that. Um... pumpkin soup it's
2: usually pasta or something But yeah pasta I mean... for
1: lunch pumpkin soup for dinner that's my my go to <laughs> thanks Hanny Alston she taught me that <laughs> um, this is this is a sort of a listener question but it's from me personally so um Okay, I'm setting, a, setting the scenario. I'm 3Ks into a 5K race. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to pop and fall through the back of the pack. Do you have any advice on how to dig deeper and finish strong, or am I just not fit enough?
2: I, what I've been, like, I mean, I've been um, definitely trialing some new things. because I think half the time, you hit that wall it is more of a it's not a mental wall but you kind of you can push through it so in a 5k race what i have been doing um and didn't execute it that well on my last one but just really kind of having markers every k and um, my marker around that three to four k which is the 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 period that the question is discussing (laughs) my thing that i think to myself is kind of just um, embrace the pain and praise the pain and I always find that as soon as you get through that kind of like three to four K mark, um, the last K, it's not a breeze, but you can smell the finish line. So mm. you just find anything to get there. Yep. So it's just a matter of kind of pushing through that and kind of just being in that particular moment at, at that at the time. Um, and then as soon as you kind of get to that one K mark, it's, it's a little bit more easier to get home.
0: Okay, it's good advice. Good advice. Or don't go out too
2: fast. Did you, how fast did this person asking the question go oh,
1: out? It, it seemed like there was a pack of people running at the same pace, so this person probably <laughs> had to keep up with that pack. So it wasn't really up to him. Okay. Yeah, 3.36 is to be perfectly specific. <laughs> a little fast, that's okay. Um, and, and what about what about elbows in the pack, In you know? Are we, are we putting our elbows out a little bit to sort of keep these people away or is it better to, to keep them in and sort of deal well with the other people around you?
2: No, you don't make friends on the track. Okay, good. Yeah, next time we're spikes and that's an even better advantage yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, no, yeah, I think, I, I mean, the weather in the, um, the okay. race in question, um, was a little bit of it was pouring down rain, so it was hard to stay in your lane. So yeah, push yeah, away, get your
1: legs out. I feel like Donkey Kong, just playing <laughs> playing a bit of uh, Mario Kart. Actually, uh, were
2: you one point five meters away from these people? Oh, I Highly was, I was not. I was not.
1: <laughs> what What did you think about the format for that five k event there with the uh, inside running guys? Oh, it was show. fabulous. Like yeah.
2: that's that's where I mean it's really sad to say, but like, I think a lot of like, kind of your like rugby league hockey kind of grassroots kind of clubs are just not going to survive with COVID. Like they're just not going to have enough money. So I think there's going to be another surge of people kind of running and wanting to do more events. So, um, that time of format was just fabulous. Um, I didn't have the best race myself out there. I had, I pulled out a three K mark and, I, I was upset and went to my car and watched like the big inside running thing and I, I went on the live stream and there was like over a thousand people watching the live stream which yes. is, is nuts, like it's, yes. it's just great for the sport, so it's, it was good.
1: It is, I'm glad someone's pushing it forward, that was, that was impressive, yes. well done Moose, well done. Alright, so we seem to have quite a deep and talented group of female runners in Australia at the moment, do you see anything particular driving this along or is it just a good vintage of athletes?
2: I I think it's um over in America you kinda saw it a few years ago it was called like the Shailene effect. So when um Flanagan won New York Marathon, all of a sudden all these girls were just um just going getting busters and just going above and above. So I think it's just a matter of kind of um if they see somebody else do it, they're like, Well I can do it, go want to do it better. So um I think that is definitely contributing just to, especially in the marathon, like it's just crazy the depth of, of um, women running at the moment. It's, it's, it's really good to see. Yeah. I think also, I think for years, women have kind of, it's been this like one size fit all kind of training approach. Like the guys do it so the girls have to do it too. But I think people are starting to realize like, we are quite different to guys. Um, and so training has started to change a little bit. I mean, myself personally, like I've been being really kind of, um, because I have more time on my hands as well. It's just really kind of getting in tune with my body and like really kind of, um, only like when I, when I am feeling, um, kind of, down not down but like um don't have much energy anything not training as hard and mm-hmm. uh, we have such different hormones and have a cycle and things like that And i think i think people are kind of tuning into that and really training accordingly now so i think that's also a, a okay a, a, a reason and,
1: and do you do you structure that in with gary specifically like do you, you try to i don't know make allowances for that cycle i guess
2: yeah um yeah uh, yes and no. So the training itself doesn't change. Like my training at the moment is if I don't have a race is, um, uh, 75 Monday, 75 Wednesday hour jog on Friday. And then, um, a track session Tuesday, Thursdays is always a medium long run. And then the weekends is a tempo or, or a uh, faster stuff. And then a long run, obviously on Sunday, that type of structure doesn't change. But me personally, I Depending where I am on my cycle or what I'm what how I'm feeling what I'm going on as well Like the additional stress whether it be from work whether it be from anything I definitely kind of have that lens now that well I'm not going to go out and run like four thirties for my long run like pull it back Just take it easy Like I think the worst thing to happen to running my opinion is these Garmin watches like like no one runs to feel Mm anyone everyone's just always like Oh, I ran this, like I should be doing this, should be this, but yeah. I think definitely now, like, I don't care if I run a five minute K or um, five minute K's or things like that. And it's just running to feel as opposed to where you think you should and shouldn't be. So Because mm-hmm. yeah. it changes so much depending on so many factors. Oh, a hundred percent. And um, I think a lot more studies and a lot more kind of papers getting um, written on that. I know... Um, I I was listening to a podcast the other day and like the American soccer team, the female team, they actually structure their training on a female cycle because they know that there is um, proof and and evidence that you have to train at different kind of, um, at different levels depending where you are. So I hope that kind of becomes a bit more mainstream and kind of, I know I'm definitely seeing, I'm the fittest, I probably am at, ever been for a very long time and I think it's because I've kind of taken a step back and being like all right let's just be a bit more smarter with my training and, yeah. and really consider the different variables that I have as a woman so yeah, yeah. well
1: that makes sense you know they're not just smaller men are they there's, there's a whole different system going on there so yeah, yeah that's really good really interesting Um, you uh, sort of touched on female coaches previously so what do you think it is that there's a disproportionately low number of female mentors or coaches out there
2: i don't know it's just i mean it is a male dominant type of world like and i don't know maybe it's just there's no incentive for women to kind of um to kind of be there and and kind of um and i don't know i should really put my money where I, my mouth is and, and do a lot more mentoring and do some coaching and things like that but um I don't know it's just there's not that many yeah. people out there and um it's yeah it's 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 sad but I think I mean the guys are definitely doing a good job with what they have with, like the different coaching and things like that but it's um it's definitely somewhere I think that can improve because yeah. I think especially for the junior girls like it's it's quite a hard slog and, and you are a, a different makeup as we just discussed. So having that extra guidance from, even if it's just a mentor would be very helpful. Yeah.
1: So. And is that something you see yourself, so you know, look, looking into at some stage? Or?
2: Yeah, I think so. so yeah. Like there's definitely, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of juniors that run that I see and, and I always, um, I just know from my old training group, like I used to get so excited when they would like, have a drink or kind of be a bit more kind of relaxed with their training because I didn't want them to kind of go through the same type of things that I went through. Mm. So um, yeah, it's definitely something that I see myself in the future kind of overseeing and helping out people. So
1: yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Um, I just want to talk about sort of dietary stuff a little bit more if you don't mind. So um, as someone who's had their issues with weight management and and potential sort of eating disorder, how how do you strike the balance between being light and efficient, and and taking that weight loss too far now as a senior athlete.
2: Um, I think it's just it's just a complete change in mentality for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I'm definitely um not a stick type of athlete. Like I've got muscle and I, and I'm probably on the bigger end of things. But um for me I just it's just something that I kind of. I don't think about anymore. Like I just think that I've proved to myself that I can run and be 60 kilograms. Do you know what I mean? And run well, like I don't need to be at that 53, 55 kilograms that I was before. And so, um, Molly Seidel, who won, who came second at the, um, Olympic trials over in America, she's openly discussed a lot of this stuff before. Um, and she, she's even said like, I'm much bigger than what I was in college, and like mm. I'm, I'm running much better, and it's just kind of getting away that stigma that being skinny is makes you run faster because it's, mm. it's just not true. Like there's, there's a balance there, sure. Well, oh, I mean, you might run well for like one race, but it's not sustainable. Like, and I think now, especially for myself, like I just, are we were talking about being injured and not being able to run? Like, I just, I don't cannot think of anything worse not being able to run so it's all about that sustainable kind of resilient type of training now and Mm -hmm. and if that means that i I carry extra weight then that means that i carry extra weight because this is how i know i can run better so
1: yeah yeah. that's great philosophy what about you, Wolf? You're a fighting weight, mate. You're looking very slim at the
2: moment. Oh, do you Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I might leave on that.
1: <laughs> um, Lexi, do, you, do you consult with nutritionist or dietitian to sort of find that middle ground, or you just sort of play by ear?
2: Just play by ear. I definitely, um, next time I'm kind of gear up for a marathon, I definitely need to, to um, seek the advice of nutritionists mm-hmm. and things like that, because <clears> that's one thing i struggled with, this type of build-up is like how to eat, when to have gels, all that kind of stuff. So that's definitely something I'll explore. But yeah, not something that I um, I do on a normal basis. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. And and so, do you have any advice for an aspiring mid-pack five-k runner who's looking to get down to a more appropriate race weight over the coming weeks?
2: Mm, just eat smart, I guess, and um, and to um, yeah, no junk food. Maybe those two beers, is the superstition might have to
1: come off. <laughs> no yeah, maybe. Maybe I have to get myself a four leaf clover instead. <laughs> That's right. So uh, what's what's next on the agenda for for Lexi Gilmore? What's, what what are we building towards at the moment?
2: Yeah. So I was building towards. Um, state cross country, which, um, unfortunately has been postponed from, um, next week to, um, mid September. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all up in the air. Like, I mean, I'm just enjoying though running and kind of it's, I mean, I have to work from home every day now, so it's kind of my only escape to get outdoors. Mm -hmm. So I'm really just enjoying that kind of just being out and training. And like I said, I'm quite fit at the moment. So it's, um, it's quite rewarding but yeah it's just it's all up in the air so you just don't know i i i do want to call myself a marathoner so as soon as a marathon comes up i yeah. i'll think about it um doing one but yeah i mean there's all these races that are currently scheduled for the end of the year whether it be canberra whether it be city morning herald whether it be city mm. surf it's just a matter of if they're going to
1: they're all within about two weeks of each other at the moment so yeah. Choose your battle.
2: I know, yeah. So, but it's all up in the air, so you just don't know. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. um, yeah. I I'm not putting my, I'm not putting my heart into a particular race because it's just too much to, to yeah. um up in the air. But I mean, it's meant to be um, a national cross country in September, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So. Yeah, of
1: course. I, I guess mean. that's the beauty of enjoying the process rather than the end goal. You can carry on without worrying too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just got one more question for you, Lexi. So, uh, in your role as a mentor to young female runners, um, say so you come across a 15-year-old Lexi Gilmore, uh, what would you like to tell her?
2: Um, I would tell her that just to, enjoy, like we've touched on before, enjoy the process a little bit more, kind of spread yourself a little bit more Keep playing soccer. Keep doing surf club. Don't just do your... Just not, not running, like, purely mm. f- focusing on, on one thing because it kind of... Um, it'll help you build up resilience and it'll, it'll help you kind of decide whether or not running is what you really want to do. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, it'll help you also kind of learn to be a bit more resilient and kind of... Um, yeah, get through the hard times because everything's not smooth sailing. So it's um yeah, that was what I, that's what I would tell.
0: Perfect, perfect a advice. A bit of balance, yeah, yeah. definitely like balance. It. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm cooked. All right. Right afternoon beers. Yeah, good chat. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks so for having for, me on. Yeah, thanks for coming in and giving up your time. Some great valuable stuff in there, I like it. It's what, we might see it Saturday cross-country, one Saturday afternoon.
2: Yeah, I know, I definitely have to get it. Well, th- that could be my next race, yeah, I might have to target a Sutherland cross-country race. Well, they're half marathons on tomorrow. It's tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. Too- I, was, I was going thinking of doing uh, thinking of doing it, but then I did a 23K run yesterday, so I was like, maybe not. No. <laughs>
1: Lady Carrington's a bit of
0: a clay pit pretty wet be pretty no. wet tomorrow no anyway that was all right, right good to chat to you thank you thanks Lee. thanks for your time <laughs>